Welcome to the True You Podcast. It's a place where you can down tools and give yourself the space to be inspired and create the life you love. It's not compulsory that you have to live like everyone else. The world needs to see your magic. Join wedding planner and creative business mentor Paula Burns as she talks to other professional women who are recognizing that the past is continually influencing our present and our future in so many positive ways. So get ready to get fired up and start creating your dream life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another True You podcast with me, Paula Burns, wedding planner and creative business mentor. This is a place where we have open discussions to understand who we are in order that we can live our lives to the fullest. Every week I have um, inspirational guests that come on with me and share their story. Um, Some are working um, in nine to fives, some are running their own businesses, some are doing a blend of both, but they are all guests who um, consider themselves to be living their true lives and also sort of developing their true selves because I feel like this is a journey. It's not about, you know, us being perfect and always feeling that we're always at the right place. It is a journey. This is life after all. So you as the listener, um, I'm hoping to inspire you by the guests that I bring along onto the podcast. So this week I have another fabulous guest with me who is going to share her story and we're going to have like you know a conversation around that and her name is Louisa Valentine so welcome Louise thank you so very much for having me Paula I truly appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today you are absolutely so welcome and thank you for coming on at this hour because I know (laughs) Your difference, there's a difference in time. So for people who are listening to the podcast, I'm based in the UK, but um, Louisa, you're based in the US. I'm in, yeah, I'm in New York City. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it is absolutely a pleasure to have you on and to share your story. So first of all, let's get into it. Why don't you just share with the listeners, what is it that you actually do? Okay, so I'm an empowerment wellness coach, empowering women to discover their strength to achieve their optimal state of mental, physical, and spiritual health by teaching them to prioritize themselves to create real lifestyle changes to have lasting transformations versus short-term results. Too often we try to put ourselves to fix one part of our health, whether it be that mental or physical or even spiritual health. And we never quite make it. Mm. We're always falling short because it's about having the three of them aligned. And women so often, put our, we put ourselves on the back burner way too often where everybody else's needs will always come first. So that's why that's such a key aspect of what I do. And I'm also a registered nurse. I've been doing that for almost 20 years now, and I still love it just as much as I love coaching and also a co-founder to a nonprofit aimed at spiritual healing. Mm. 
I love the fact that you said that um, you help women to achieve not just short-term results because that we are all in a hurry, aren't we? We're always in a hurry just to get things done, find a quick solution, just to say, oh, you know, I covered this and this is how I need to be living going forward. And then we realise later on down the line that, in effect, we haven't really addressed everything. And so you're talking about the whole picture um, in terms of what you help women achieve. And um, yeah, so I loved that you you, you sort of mentioned um, that you deal with not just short term results, but long term results. What is it that you absolutely love about what you do? So you mentioned also that you, you're sort of like an empowerment coach, but also you work as a nurse. So just sort of share what you love about both of them. I love that I'm able to help different communities. Like As I've mentioned in my coaching career, I'm usually helping women. I do have a couple of men that come to me also, but my main demographic is women. And in nursing, I'm just in a population where most of my my patients are male. And it's so different how I'm able to cater to each each sector because with the women, I'm able to be softer, be more of myself, and also just use my own life experience yeah. to be yeah. able to share with them what I've learned, what I've gained, and what I've trained for. And in my nursing career, I'm able to do that, but in a different way where I'm able to just go straight into it, give you the facts, and still be that nurturing person that mm-hmm. I just am naturally. But it's it's just different. Yeah. And with with nursing, there's certain things that I cannot do just because it's not within my scope. Mm. So with coaching, I'm able to pull out different experiences in my life and different researches and to go into that holistic space that I can't do in my particular nursing career at this moment. So you're actually getting the opportunity to express two sides of you. Um, and and that's great. You know, how many people get that opportunity to do that? Because a lot of the times, you know, I work with, um, you know, so many different business owners. You know, what I do is, you know, I'm, I'm a, a creative business mentor, helping um, people to step into their true selves. And authenticity is a huge thing. Um, but um, and but also, you know, I help with the, you know, getting them to think outside the box in terms of how they promote themselves and the creative ways that they can promote themselves to get noticed. And a lot of the times, you know, the people that I work with are people who are solely running their own businesses. They are not working in a nine to five. Um, And if they are working in a nine to five, they don't really like that. They want to get rid of that side of their business and they want to not rid of that side of their life. And they want to move into just working for themselves. And so what you found is that perfect sweet spot where you were working in like a nine to five, we'd call it as a salary job, but you're also doing something of your own and you 
are absolutely embracing them both. Yes. And I feel like they can also feed off of one another because I'm coaching my patients also. And I'm also using my nursing knowledge in my coaching business. Yeah. But to say, okay, I want to do coaching full time and I don't want to be a nurse anymore because I hate it, because it's just, Mm -hmm. no, I, I truly do not feel that way because I've personally learned that balance of prioritizing myself Yeah, where, okay, I know when I need to step back and I know how to give without giving all of me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Louisa, I want to take you back. (laughs) I want to talk about your childhood. So, um, because I'm very much aware that none of us have just sort of just arrived here spontaneously (laughs) with no background. (laughs) And usually what has happened to us in the past is what has shaped us into or or sparked something in us to do what we are doing now. And so I like to talk about your childhood and, um, you know, where it all started and how you sort of came to do what you do now. So, um, so yeah, what kind of childhood did you have? Well, funny enough, my first dream career was to become a bunny rabbit. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love it. I I have been lucky enough that my birthday is on Halloween. So at the ripe old age of four, I realized that career and I got it out of my system. (laughs) But with saying that, all jokes aside, I, I had a very good childhood. The thing is, I was also one of four children. Mm -hmm. So my parents were were busy. They had their hands full to say the least. And I was always kind of a little mommy's girl and I wanted to be up under her all the time. And sometimes I would feel so grown up sitting outside with her late at night. But really, I was just observing, observing all the adults. I was always watching as much as I could until she sent me in the house at what felt like way too early, but was probably like 7 or 8 p.m. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe 9. Yeah, as a child, uh, any time is too early, isn't it? You just right? have to be there with everybody else. <laughs> exactly. I, that I So I learned to be a good child. I learned to observe and watch the adults. And... When you do that, you you work towards doing what you can to please the adults. You want to make everybody happy. You want to do what you can to help. So that's something that I did early on. I helped with my younger siblings. I helped with my cousins. I, I just got into this helping nature and just always, again, wanting to do the right thing and please everyone and make sure everybody else was happy and satisfied, even if it was at times at the sake of myself. And the older I got, the more that I went into that 
personality of people pleasing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And just putting myself on the back burner. And things started to decline with me. But as long as everybody else was happy and everybody else had their needs taken care of, it was okay. I mentioned being a nurse. I've been a nurse now for almost 20 years, Mm -hmm. 17, 18 years. And before that, I was a certified nursing assistant. So I've been in the nursing career my whole adult life. Excuse me. No, excuse me. Yeah, I think I was 19 when I started that. So I took my people pleasing and nurturing into my career. Yeah, yes. And it was all about looking after everybody else. And, you know, you felt like you've achieved as long as you looked after everybody else. That was your sole goal is to do that. You know, you're a carer. And um, and again, you know, I feel that carers and people who care very much about others, it's so easy to put yourself last because you are so into making sure those other people are okay and you want to, you know, nurture and care for them so much that it is sometimes it, it's something you do without even thinking about that you yeah. just, you know, you just lose yourself. Yes, exactly. So. As I say how much I love my career at this point in my life, mm-hmm. there were times where I was getting burnt out. And again, where my health was on the back burner, my goals were not were not at the forefront. They were not important enough in the hierarchy of what everybody else needed from me. So... I would try, I would do little things here or there, be like, oh, my my physical health is not going so great right now. Let me see. And not even my physical health, because we know when we're young, we're only what we look like on the outside. We're, yeah. we're not thinking about those numbers. Exactly. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat right. And I would try to go from zero to a hundred and then somebody would need me. So what did I do? I stopped. I was like, all right, let me go take care of what this person needs. Let me go take this extra shift at work because they're short. Let me go to this dinner because I don't want to disappoint this person for their birthday or just because they want to go out for Thursday night drinks, Thursday night happy hour. And then I would fall short. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, one of my favorite sayings, and if not my favorite saying, is that you have to fill yourself up first. Because um, this whole going out there and doing for everybody else without having anything, because what it means is you're running on empty. Because you haven't filled yourself up and you cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you feel it is just such a strong statement. The first time I heard that, um, I, I always remind myself of that, that it isn't a bad thing to put yourself first because you're not being selfish. You're just filling up your cup so that you can come out there and help others. So you can pour from what you've already got. 
you know, trying to pour from nothing <laughs> is only going to harm you. And so, you know, what, what you've been describing there happens to so many of us. And, you know, I had to come to that space where I realized that, do you know what, I'm not gonna, going to apologize for taking time for me, because that's extremely important. And what I want to ask you is, what was that turning point for you where you realized that, you know, you had to give prioritize yourself more and get into that place where yes you're doing nursing now and you absolutely love that but you're in a better space mentally my turning point was when I was just frustrated I was frustrated at work I was frustrated with my family I had a very short temper Mm. and I was retracting from life Mm. And while it may seem very, oh, I just lost the word, but vain, I'll I'll just use that one. What actually made me realize something needed to change was that I saw this picture of me and I thought I was hiding everything from the world Uh, how I felt, how I was looking. And when I saw this picture, yes, I was unhappy with the way that I physically looked in my body, but my face. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I saw everything. I wasn't hiding anything. Superficial. That was the word (laughs) I was looking for before. It may seem yeah. superficial, but really it was, it was so much more than that. They and say I, a picture never lies. A exactly. picture never lies. And you look back at that and you know, I can look at old photographs or old videos and I can transport myself to exactly how I felt. And I can see, I can see that coming out of it. Sometimes other people can't see it, but we can never hide from ourselves. Never. Yeah. And that 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 was when I was like, okay, this is enough. I'm unhappy. I'm not doing a good job at hiding it. Mm. So let me do something about it. Let me take action so that I can become because I was happy. I was in a place where I enjoyed life, but it was continuously dwindling up until that point. And like you say, it's because I kept pouring everything out of my own cup mm-hmm. and leaving nothing left for me, but barely drops if that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How profound is that? Drops. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And And oh my gosh, it is just, I hear this story so many times from, you know, especially women who are doing this over and over and over again. And it's not until they come to that realization, they have these conversations, they do the work that they realize what is actually happening in their lives. And yeah, and that that is really, really true. So you've always been doing a nursing type of a career. So you've always been in nursing. You haven't, like some people I speak to, 
you know, they did different jobs along the way. And then all of a sudden they came into what they do now. But you always did that. But the great thing about that is that you were living a different type of person in the earlier years. But now you are more aware of, you know, why you're here, what you're doing, how important you are as well. So would you say that that has been quite a journey for you? It definitely has. And although I've always been in nursing, I've I've switched gears at quite a few points. Like I said, I started off as a nursing assistant and then I went into med surge where I was on the floors dealing with the patients from top to bottom and giving them all of their care. Uh, I mostly worked on a surgical floor. I say med surge, but in my hospital, we we pretty much split it up. Yeah. So where I needed that critical thinking in life because people's lives are on the line. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to GYN and women's health. So I had a, I had a taste of working with women there. And I did that for quite a few years. And then I switched over now to primary care okay. where I'm I'm a part of their journey. And I think that also helped lead me into coaching too, because in primary care as the nurse, I am doing a lot of coaching there. Mm-hmm. I am doing a lot of education with my patients. So in a way it, has been a journey from the most hands-on that I could be in nursing to the most mental that I can be in nursing. Mm -hmm. So I've, and I've truly enjoyed every step of the way, even if I've had a few bumps and curves, but I, I would not change any piece of that. Yeah. It prepares us, doesn't it? Every single step prepares us. So, you know, the challenges that we go through is is to prepare us for the next step and the next step. If you aren't moving, you're not going to feel any challenges. There's not going to be any challenges. If you're not moving, it's not going to feel like, oh, you know, what what, what am I happening? What's, what am I experiencing right now in my life? Um, how can I improve on that? How can I move forward? And, and this is the key thing that so many of us lose is the fact that we think, oh, it's hard. It's a struggle. It's this, it's that. But what can we learn from this? You know, what can we learn from the experiences that we're going through? I think you've already touched on this. Um, but I wanted to ask about, you know, were there times where you felt like you've lost your way? Um, and I <laughs> where you felt like, oh my gosh, um, you sort of stood here thinking, or, you know, mentally, or there's time when you sort of felt, I don't know, I don't know, I feel a bit lost. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it happens every so often where it's like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right move? And that usually happens for me with every transition I make. Yes. Yeah. I become very unsure once I, you know, first start or am thinking yeah. about changing yeah. because I'm going to toot my own he- horn here for a moment. I am a good nurse. I yeah. am great at it. Yeah. Every place that I've left, people have cried. 
because <laughs> I was leaving. Yeah. Because you're being your true self. <laughs> yes, yes. And and then even transitioning into coaching, you know, I was a little nervous at first. Can I do this? Can I really share everything that I've gained and researched and experienced with other women? Do I have the qualification to coach these women to not get stuck the way that I did? And of course, there was some confusion there. There was that moment of feeling lost. Maybe I'm in over my head. We always second guess ourselves. We yes. always feel like we're not enough. It's all part of that. We forget oh. what we bring to the table. Exactly. And it's just about taking that moment to reassess ourselves. Mm. And that's what I've done every time I've felt that I've lost my way and I'm not sure if I'm moving in the right direction. Mm. I've just had to reassess and see, is my heart in the right place? Yeah. Yeah. Are there goals? Is there growth here? Have I grown? Am I able to grow if I am able if I move into this new transition? And that's how I've dealt with those moments of loss. That's really good. You know, having your own questions that you can ask yourself, you know, taking that quiet time and just assessing where you are. What about um, people around you? Because I know that a lot of the times when we're stepping into our true selves and where we feel that we need to be going, there's always those voices, not just the inner voices in our heads, but the voices of the people around us. You know, they can be like saying, well, you know, are you sure? Do you think you should be doing this? Do you think you should be making those changes? Um, you know, and then that puts the doubt in our heads even more. And it gets even more scary for us because of all those external voices. Um, you know, how has that been for you? Have you had like sort of any external pressures and, you know, people around you? That has come for me in the past before mm. I started putting up those boundaries and showing that I have my own inner strength yeah. to be able to accomplish the goals that I want to. Mm -hmm. So now it's more of a surprised look. Yes. Like, oh, you're doing this now? Yeah, side oh, eye. Okay. <laughs> it's more of a side eye now if somebody said something. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. In, in the past, there was more of, are you sure? Or there's nothing wrong with what you have going on. Like, don't try to stunt my growth because yeah. they couldn't see yeah. a higher future for themselves. themselves so yeah. people would want to keep you in that same space. Mm. And once I found my voice, People realize that that didn't quite work for me. Mm. I am going to do whatever it is that I put my sights on. So I've experienced a lot less of that as I've yeah. grown into myself and found my true self. Yeah. As we say. Yeah. And that's good, you know, because as I said it's that journey so as you become stronger in who you are you are going to be less affected 
by the outside voices and the the things around you and the people around you saying you know what you can't and cannot do because what we're actually doing is developing we're growing it's an organic thing as well we're growing step by step every single day um as well when you start to assess it and analyze it you think this is what I was like two years ago. You know, my my growth gain is huge. <laughs> you know, I six months ago, I was completely different to the way I am now. <laughs> you know, and it, once you are stronger and you start to develop that strong sense of who you are, your growth gain is huge. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take as long for you to grow and to move forward like you did. You know, it would take you like, two or three years and you realize that you've developed over the three years and then you developed over maybe 18 months and then you developed over six months and then oh my gosh every single month I'm a lot better than I was yes yes <laughs> I love that and I compare it to like a muscle yeah. You, you don't just go in the gym and lift the heaviest weights there yeah. you're, you're incapable yeah so taking those small steps when I started putting my boundaries up I didn't go okay I'm not doing anything everything is a no to everyone I started small I started saying oh I I need to do this for me because like you say in the beginning when I had these goals and I would continue to put them on the back burner it was because I was letting all those voices get to me and say, oh, you're okay. Or, oh, I need you more, more than you need yourself. Mm. So Mm. I wasn't successful. I was trapped in that cycle. But then again, I kept, I built that muscle up once I had that turning point and it got stronger and stronger where I'm able to say, no, just no. No is a complete sentence <laughs> yes you don't have to give reasons we always feel like we have to give reasons no because oh you know no <laughs> yeah and it's not even to be rude or mean no. or anything else it's just like you said it's not being selfish it's us taking care of ourselves and filling our cup yeah and even if it means that because i think You know, sometimes when we say no, we feel like we need to say, oh, because I'm doing this or I'm doing that or I've got something else in the diary. But actually, you can say no because you say no because you're prioritizing yourself. You've got nothing in the diary and that space is for me. (laughs) You know, and if, if if we can realize that without feeling guilty, then it is such a liberating feeling, such a liberating feeling to be able to feel that. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions, but we can embellish on that because we've got some time. So, uh, you know, if you can sort of, if you want to talk a little bit about it, that'd be great. Um, so I've got some questions here, which I'm going to ask you one by one. And the first one is, do you understand what makes you truly happy? Yes. And I would say that is self-acceptance of who I truly am and knowing while there's always room for improvement, Mm -hmm. who I am at the core is a good person, Mm -hmm. is somebody who is still going to help and nurture as many people as possible. And 
that's okay. As long as I'm taking care of me. And also traveling. Traveling truly makes me happy. (laughs) Traveling's great. Yeah, we've got to think, yeah, we've got to think about all those even little frivolous things that we think, oh, that's really frivolous. It's not really, but yeah. You know, I I like to do frivolous things as well. You know, go out with friends. I love nice meals. I love to stay in nice places. And and even, you know, treat ourselves to that. Yeah, I... Yes. So I do these little things as well as the big things to continue to bring to my happiness and pull it from within and not look from it for it from outside sources. Exactly. Exactly. How are you with getting still to feel emotion? I feel like you really are really good at that now. I think it took time over, but that's more about, you know, how are you in, um, taking space for yourself to understand how you feel and whether it feels something feels right for you or whether it doesn't feel right for you. So that's what this question is all about. Sure. I Like you say, I've definitely found my way and some little things that I do to always continue to improve that and take that space is journaling and mindful meditation, even if it's just five minutes. So often we think we have to be in this certain space in order to meditate, or we have to do it for hours and hours, five minutes. And if you can't sit still for five minutes, two minutes, one minute, whatever you can. And it just taking that space for me. And I usually do it first thing in the morning. And even though it's Early today, I, I still did it when my when my alarm did go off. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me take a moment and yeah, breathe, breathe, yeah, breathe. You know, and and I always say a prayer every morning as well. It can be a short prayer, it can be a long prayer, you know, whatever. But I always, you know, it's that thankfulness. It's that thankfulness. I've woken up. I can breathe. I'm here. I still have the ability to be amazing, um, you know, no matter what is going on around you. I I absolutely love that. And if you were to anybody were to see inside my head as I'm getting ready in the morning, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. And when mm-hmm. I'm alone, I sometimes say it out loud. Yeah. I'll I'll see a picture of something of my grandma or my my dog that has passed. And yes, they are truly, truly still important and ingrained in my life. And I'll say, good morning, grandma. Good morning, Lola. And just be so thankful and cherish every moment that I have because I really am being my truest self. So that's why I love your podcast so much because it is so much of what I aim to be always, every day. Absolutely. Have you found your tribe, Louisa? I have. I have a couple of different tribes. I have my nursing tribe, my coaching tribe, my happy hour tribe. Yes. We still need those happy hour moments. Absolutely. But, you know. yes. And now I'm creating my own tribe where things can align more often because I have 
a spiritual tribe as well. And it's like, okay, everything doesn't have to be separate. Mm -hmm. So it can be, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to have the community where I don't have to just share a part of myself where I can share all of me. Exactly. How can I continue to preach to other people to align their health while I'm kind of just separating everything Mm -hmm. in my outside world? I have them all, but let's build that community where we can show that they can be aligned. Yeah, and they're your people. It's like that thing where I say, these are my people. I know that this person is my people. (laughs) It's part of my thing. And they don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a big group. You know, it's not a big group. I've got like a small group of tribe of people that I know I can share everything with. You know, that we really sort of like get connected and we talk about, have deep conversations and we go and have fun together and we, you know, and it's like, like you said, you know, it's having that group of people that you can share, just be yourself unconditionally with. Um, and, but, but as I say, that can be a small group. It doesn't have to be a big group at all. <laughs> I completely agree with yeah. you there. Um, and finally, Do you love yourself unconditionally? I'm going to say yes. And with that, because I know I will continue to grow, I will continue to share. It kind of goes along with that happiness aspect because I'm pulling my happiness from within. I love that person. I've grown to accept her in all of her stages, in all of the things that she's done in the past, whether she's proud or not proud of them. Mm-hmm. But she's being her and yeah. I'm being me. And that's that's the only thing unconditional love can be. Yeah. Yeah. Because none of us are perfect. There's not one human being can say I'm perfect. Um, but it's loving who you are and the steps that you're taking, whether they've been tentative steps, whether they've been strong, bold steps, whether they've been steps that have took you to a place where you really didn't want to be, but you stepped out, you stepped out and you did it. So, you know, but this is you, this is you unconditionally and you don't have to apologize for who you are. So, yeah, I love that. I've loved chatting to you, Louisa. Oh, I've loved chatting with you. <laughs> we got to the end of the podcast. It's been amazing. It's been inspirational. And I am sure that the people listening to this podcast are going to be inspired by your story as well. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I will be sharing your links, but but yeah, just say sure, where sure. they can find you. You can find more about me on my website at louisavalentine.coach, L-O-U-I-S-A-V as in Victor, A-L-E-N-T-I-N dot C-O-A-C-H. You can also book a free transformational call with me there, or you can find me on my socials at coachingwithlouisa.com. 
I was about to say dot com. Oh gosh. <laughs> Just coaching with Louisa at Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and all the things. I, so I, many. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many places now. Oh, thank you so much. As I said, I'll share you, share your links anyway. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And thank you so much for getting up on this really early hour <laughs> to be on the podcast as well um and to everyone who is listening i will be back next week with another amazing guest but in the meantime keep being the true you bye everyone <laughs>Thank you so much for joining me in today's conversation if you would like to know more about how you can start connecting with the true you head on over to the business mentoring section of my website paulaburns.net there you will find downloads one-to-one sessions retreat information and so much more women are describing their time with me as life-changing i'll be back next week but in the meantime keep being the true you